Runners. It is Thursday, January 10th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Buckles Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Thursdays by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, how goes it this fine Midwest morning? Good morning, Daniel. 19 degrees and snow flurries here in the Hoosier State capital. But life is good. How about you, my friend? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to yourself. Uh, my son went up to work out early this morning, so I turned the car for him on at 6 a.m., and it was bitter cold. Considering it was 60 degrees about 24 hours ago, life in Ohio, baby. Speaking of life in Ohio, what a week it has been. We will get into all the changes, the complete coaching upheaval, the Ryan Day era getting started. To me, really surprising and aggressive fashion, but I like it. First, however, we must finish up hearing from Steve on his experience in Texas at the All-American Bowl. There were several Buckeyes on display. We spoke to Steve a week ago about practice. Since then, the game took place, and one Buckeye who we constantly throw praise at did it on the national stage and spectacular Austin, and that is Garrett Wilson. I can't remember a skill player who hopes were higher for at Ohio State in terms of what people think you will do as a freshman. Certainly, the events of the past weekend did nothing to damage that hope. Steve, tell us about the greatest receiver of all time. <laughs> He's still um, – he, and, and, and that's not even the most impressive part about Garrett Wilson, and we kind of talked about it with Harry Miller and Steel Chambers last week. But, man, Garrett Wilson, what a, what a nice young man. Uh, um, uh, he's just one of the more social guys there, social aware guys uh, at the All-American Bowl from saying hello to folks, saying please and thank you to folks. Just a, just a young gentleman, uh, but on the field, he's a terrific football player. We already knew that. Um, we've seen him a bunch live. We, it's well documented on 24-7 sports, on Buck Nuts. Um, but, you know, Y'all on the on the front row probably aren't queuing up Texas football games on the Fox Sports Go app or 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 I mean you've watched Gary Wilson highlights, but to watch him in that ball game, he scored the West only two touchdowns, both of them terrific plays going over the DB defensive back uh, to do it. Um, had the biggest hands there at the receiver position, if I remember correctly, from our 24/7 Sports check-in. He's just smooth, smooth. What describes his game? And uh, he's only going to get better. He's going to go to a program that's going to be able to showcase him offensively. And he'll be tough to keep uh, out of the main rotation early on at Ohio State. Um, and, and it's an exciting pickup out of position in need. And I think all the pundits and people like ourselves spoke very highly of him. What I loved about the end of the week is there's a sense at those all-star games by the end of the week, the questions start going out like a, who's the best receiver. Every single player there said Garrett Wilson. So it was clear that while he's a star and came in with the hype, he's still able to show it among his teammates and earn their respect. Sure. Just the maturity of the Buckeyes commits down there, though. Um, they're men, and they're going to come into the program ready to compete uh, for a school that the expectations are incredibly high every year. And these are guys that are going to be up to the challenge because of their DNA um, based on what I could tell from them. You know, you spend a week with these guys 
uh, again, and we talked about it off there, you don't become fully functioning in the male race until you're 25, or at least that's your best output at 25. Um, but but the, the maturity level of these Ohio State commits compared to some of their peers, I mean, you notice a difference. Harry Miller is one of those guys that kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Now, he's got a shot to really – I mean, he's got a shot to make a major impact. Um on things well beyond the football field, and he's trying to, to be honest. As a young man, he's already uh, got a lot on his plate um, as far as his interests and, and what motivates him uh, from a uh, community service standpoint in addition to being a ball player. So, um, but and he's incredibly smart. Yeah, Harry Miller, he's, he's uh, got all his ducks in a row right now, it seems, from, from the outside looking in, and we talked on last week's show how he was, you know, during the break in the action, he was talking to some of his future teammates about the community service he does and helping people and talking about autism. And one of the coaches walked by with a child with autism. And so this was a conversation I want to be part of and sat down. And yeah, so they weren't just talking about video games or, or women or whatever the hell young kids are talking about these days that thankfully I can't relate to anymore. Uh, but Harry was having grown man talk uh, in between practices um, at the All-American Bowl. And then he was – I think Harry Miller is one of the top ten high school football players in the country right now. Does that mean he's a top ten prospect? I don't know about that. Uh, but he's going to be highly ranked with 24-7 sports. Um, and if I was building a high school football team right now, I, I would maybe make him my first offensive lineman taken, which means that he's my top two or three picks. Uh, I just think he's he is so smart and he is incredibly tough, moves well, checks all the boxes um, at the point of attack, and, and he's a guy that you know one coach said unless something catastrophic happens, he's going to play 15 years in the NFL. Yeah, check out his Twitter page for anybody who had some highlights of himself working out yesterday. But one of the reasons I think he'll get on the field. Earlier, if you look at him, his functional strength right now is really high. A lot of times, where the offensive line to get in there is just a girth issue. He really looks like he'll be able to hold the point of attack from day one, which is awesome. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Zach Harris and what he thought of him. So again, um, first guy off the bus for the D line group, type body physically. He obviously can flat run. Um, He's strong and only going to get a lot stronger. If you're looking for a critique on Zach Harrison right now, he's maybe not as fluid an athlete as some of the elite talents are on the edge. He's actually an elite talent in a different way from a size, length, and, and, and speed and strength. But I don't know if he's torquing his body and, and, and changing direction as well as some, some other guys. He may lack a little suddenness right now, but that's something that can be brought upon with uh, great training and the Mick will get a hold of him. Yeah, I'm more worried about, I'm more worried if I'm like, we're nitpicking a tremendous prospect here, but I would be more concerned with his ability to bend and torque and twist and turn, you know, inside the tackles. Definitely something we will keep an eye on. All right. Now let's get to the uh, big matzo ball hanging out there. 
complete upheaval at Ohio State in terms of the staff. Anyone who thought, and, I, and we talked about this with Dwayne on the Tuesday DMP, anyone who thought Ryan Day was just going to come in here and try and urban janitor keys and go from there is sorely mistaken. He has completely revamped the staff so that to me right now, you've got a trio of dudes who are going to run the team and Hasley from the 49ers, Ryan Day, and Mike Yersich from Oklahoma State. Ages, by the way, I think uh, 39, 40, uh, 43, 39, 39. So we've gone from a team run by, you know, theoretically, Urban Meyer and Greg Schiano and some others to a very young trio at the top. They have also gone out and added Al Washington and Greg Madison from Michigan. Washington, who, by the way, many people will know, was, I believe, the primary recruiter for Zach Harrison. So I imagine Zach gave out a, a little breath of fresh air and relief when he realized Washington was coming here and he'd have been, if he had chosen Michigan he'd be there without anybody who's huge on his recruitment. They added Greg Madison not a spring chicken but someone who is very connected in the state of Ohio. I'm one who believes that part of the reason they brought in Madison and Washington not only for their skill was their fantastic reputations with the high school coaches in Ohio with some senses mean mending there. Uh, Michigan, there is panic in the streets. Uh, Miles Hinton, the younger brother of Chris Hinton, who's thought to be a Michigan lean, is headed to Stanford now. Is it total upheaval at Michigan? Please address that. And then just let us know what you know about Al Washington and Greg Madison. Put it in context. What does this mean to you and the global scene? The floor is yours, Director of Recruiting, Steve Wilfong. I answer the first question, or the last question first, so we don't forget. Uh, I went and visited Luke Fickle up in Cincinnati two years ago and spent time with him and his program. And he said Al Washington was going to be one of the big up-and-coming recruiters in the country when Al was on his staff. Um, then Al goes to Michigan and showed his recruiting chops, I think, um, at Michigan with some nice wins, helping down in Georgia, help, really helping all over, and obviously gave Ohio State help for Zach Harrison. Um, and then Greg Madison, do we know? We still don't know much about Al Washington as a coach, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, they're trying to compete for a crystal ball. It's not just hiring a bunch of recruiters and then then out talented people. You know, you'll trip up here and there if that's your strategy. Um, that can work, that can work at schools where the expectations are a little lower. Still, Jerry's still out on Al. Greg Madison's like one of the ultimate company guys in college football or pros, wherever he's coaching. He blends right into wherever he's working. So. I expect him to do the same at Ohio State. He's done that at Notre Dame. He's done that at Florida. He's done that at Michigan. He's done that for the Baltimore Ravens. He's just a, he's just a company. Greg, the company guy, Madison. And he works hard at recruiting. Um, he'll do what, he, what he's asked to do. And, and so he, he's not going to be the play caller on defense, right? Would have been a concern for me in the sense that any time Michigan played a dynamic team, they didn't have an answer. Um, and that's you're going to have to play against a couple of dynamic teams um, to win a championship, and, and that's kind of been Don Brown. Could kill his heel a little bit um, with, with the personnel Michigan's had anyway. They are acutely aware of that, and Hathley is going to be in charge of the defense. There's no question about that. Sure. So, so then I'm going back to this. is Coach Madison goes right to the company, and he's a really good – I mean, he's a really good coach now. You don't coach this long. I mean, he's been on a lot of successful teams, including several at Michigan. I know Michigan hasn't beat Ohio State in seven years or whatever it's been, but some of those teams were still pretty damn good. Just didn't beat the Buckeyes. Um, and so he uh, 
he's a nice addition to the staff, and he'll work hard on the trail. He'll do again. He he does everything that's asked of him, and some. So good addition. Um, the uh, um, offense is going to be fine, no matter who was hired. Could have hired your wife and my wife, <laughs> Ryan Day, is running the show. Uh, from from that standpoint, you know we'll see if the offensive line plays better next year. Uh, but the running back room under Tony Alfred's in good shape. The receiver room under Brian Hartline's in good shape. It'll be interesting how the play calling works with Ryan Day and Yurcich, and and uh, I and the, the more would be just how uh, is Yurcich just handling quarterbacks and Ryan Day calling plays? I don't know if they come completely out and said that, but he's the passing game coordinator. Okay. Right, it's a title-driven business, um, but uh, but um, the, the chemistry between those two will probably be one of the, the most interesting dynamic to follow because everyone at the end of the day has an ego. I don't find egos being bad if if you treat people well. So just some people hear the word ego and they think it's a bad thing. Um, we all have egos, I think, but how you treat people. But but in a football office, how do those egos mesh? Um, it is always something interesting to to see um, because sometimes you have a couple good football coaches, but it could also be too many cooks in the kitchen type deal, uh, and it can screw you up. So that would be something to monitor there. Um, but on the surface, you love that hire, and you, and you love where Ohio State's going on, on offense. But then the double back on Al Washington and Madison, if you can't convince coaches to stay at Michigan over Ohio State, how the hell are you going to beat them on the recruiting trail for guys when you can just easily say these coaches had a chance to coach at Michigan or Ohio State and they picked Ohio State. So, and obviously Al's from Columbus, so there's a caveat there. But Greg Madison, 70 years old, and chose to move. Uh, it's a blow to Michigan when you lose two coaches to your rivals uh, in, in many different ways. And if, if Ohio State – were to get Chris Parsons on their staff, that would be the final kick to the nuts, in, in my opinion, as he's one of Michigan's most valuable guys um, from a coach and recruiting standpoint. Um, um, and uh, just to jump from one job to the other like that within the rivalry is just crazy to me. Um, I don't think Chris Parsons would do that. Um, um, so... It's just some more more double points for Ohio State to award two. There was no in between job. It's one thing to, you know, Ed Warner coached at Ohio State, then coached at Minnesota, then coached at Michigan. There was nothing like that. So um, it, it, it's uh, definitely like a, it, it definitely shows the power play and who's who's boss in the Big Ten in that regard. Um, uh, when you're looking at the Ohio State Michigan rivalry specifically, Donald Hinton. I talked to his coach last night. Everyone expected him to go to Michigan because him and his brother are less than two years apart. They're best friends. His brother's committed to Michigan. His brother was good at the All-American Bowl, by the way, Chris Hinton. Um, and, uh, but Miles, like his coach called him a renaissance man. Um, Stanford is where he's going. He's not only a good football player, but he's a really good artist, loves fishing, uh, has a lot of substance to him. Um, certainly would have been attractive to me. He's a Harry Miller type, to be honest. And, uh, Stanford won out for uh, a kid that they typically went out for um, in Miles Hinton. Interesting, because Harry Miller, I believe, also gave Stanford some serious consideration. There's no doubt. That was one that, that's one where you say Stanford normally wins out, but they didn't win out for Harry Miller or Steel Chambers. 
Yeah, Steel Chambers also who looked good down there at the uh, Army, at the All-American game. Wow, what a whirlwind it's been. And I will just tell you this, Bucknutters, that may not be over yet on the staff. you got to keep it locked into Bucknuts 24-7 these days if you want to be on top of things. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, guys. See you on the front row.